Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Ruby. And this is our podcast, Quarter Life Crisis, and we're on episode five. Yeah, this week we are talking about, do I want to have kids? <laughs> um, yeah, so join us as we chat through the stresses of think, have to, having to think about that kind of thing in your 20s. Fun times. So we'll kick things off with our crisis of the week, but right now we're at the end of the week. It is Friday evening and we have a glass of vino each, so cheers. (laughs) Cheers. So yes, we are doing this um, while drinking wine (laughs) before we go to a party. (laughs) Yeah, very, very relaxed end of the week. It is. Well, what's your crisis of the week, Rach? My crisis of the week is that I have to move house and I hate moving house. It's been terrible every time. I'm just really bad with change and change in routine and change in what I'm familiar with. Like, I think every time I've moved house, pretty much a month later on the dot, I just have, like, a bit of a breakdown. And I'm like, I hate this house. I hate my life. Even though my house is lovely and I'm very lucky and very privileged, but I am a very sensitive little soul. So, yeah, it's just always in the back of my mind that I'm going to have to leave my house and go. I mean, a new one's really nice, but. Moving still sucks. It sucks. Apparently, it's like the most stressful thing after death and divorce. What? Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Damn, yeah. that's it. I've never thought of that. Yeah, there's a stuff. Yeah, that, that's what people say. So, yeah, got to do all that stuff. And hopefully, I don't have to buy any new furniture because we're pretty much just moving everything from one three bed to another three bed. But, yeah, the rooms are bigger in the new house. So I've got to, like, figure out how to fill them. And it's got stories as a townhouse opposed to an apartment. So I've got to, like, deal with that layout. And then, yeah, it's, not, it's a bit of a first world problem, but I am stressed about it. Yeah, yeah, moving sucks. Yeah. All right, what about you? Um, yeah, well, I think my crisis is also house-related. Um, we got an email from our real estate agent this week, um, like, asking us to sign on for the lease for another 12 months, which we want to do. But then they were also like, we're going to increase your rent by $115 a month. And we were yeah, like... Yeah, that's insane. So that's my crisis at the moment is trying to talk them down to a lower amount of increase. Like, I know the cost of living is increasing, but like, fuck landlords. They don't deserve more money. Like, I'm struggling with the cost of living. I'm barely making ends meet right now with my freelancing, which I know is my own fault. But <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, can you can you not increase it by so much? Um, so yeah, that's my crisis of the week. So many house crises. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why I'm moving because our landlords are kicking us out. Mm. Like, they've pretty much gone into the lease. Like, I didn't want to move. I suppose Tom didn't want to move either. But, yeah, we just, like, didn't really have a choice. We tried to fight it. And then, apparently, if you're only on your lease for less than a year, the agent and the landlord don't have to give you a reason why they're ending the lease. That's, like, the Victorian laws. So just kicking well, so us out. So you don't even know why. Like they're not My, even selling the place. Well, they might be. I think surely they're selling mm. because I offered more rent because, mm. you know, that's what as you're going through people are doing. And they were like, no, nah, nothing will change their mind. Well, we think the developers own the house and I yeah. guess the developers want to sell it. But it just feels so shitty. It's like, that's my home. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I guess that, that that concludes the fact that both of our crises is as landlords, landlords are our crisis because they're fucking bitches. Yeah, so that's why the government should own all housing or people own all housing. And we should go socialism. to a socialism, <laughs> communist society where 
you know, for the people, by the people. Mm, agreed. And we should kill all landlords. <laughs> Rip. Rip to them. Yeah, Because they're them. dead because yeah. I killed them. Yeah. Anyway, nobody send this to the police. We're joking. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, landlords do suck. <laughs> yeah, fuck landlords. Yeah. So, on to the crisis of the pod. Do I want to have kids? So, you... You might not think this is a quarter life crisis, but I think this type of thing does sneak up on you. And for me, there's people I know our age who are having kids, which freaks me out a bit. So, yeah, I thought it was kind of a relevant topic to discuss. Ruby, you believe you've done some research. Mm-hmm, so I sure have. Let us know. What are these? What's this data you can bring <laughs> to the table? Yeah, so I thought I'd just like look up some info about generally like stats about when people are having kids in Australia, like what average age, like that kind of thing. Um, and so I found out that the average age to have your first child in Australia is 30, but that's actually increased in the like past few years. Um, it used to be much lower, but it's increased. Um, also fun stat was in 2020, 36% of births were outside marriage, which has increased as well. So it's becoming like more Mm. common for people to have kids outside marriage, I guess just because like that norm of like having to get married before you have kids has been like broken down a bit. Um, yeah, who's getting married now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was born outside of marriage, so... <laughs> I was going to ask you that. It was, yeah. Yeah, I'm a bastard child. My Your parents, parents are like, married now, though? Yeah, they are. They got married when I was, like, six weeks old. So... Wow. I know. So I don't know if, like, they cared that much, but also I'm fairly sure they got engaged because they got accidentally pregnant with me, but I don't know. And <laughs> they won't admit it. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I just don't think it really matters, though. Like, obviously... For, like, people, religious people, where that does matter, sure. But I feel like in any other circumstance, it just doesn't matter in this day and age. Like, you do you, you know? Like, whatever works for you, works for you. Yeah, that was much more common in our parents' generation, sort of a couple falling pregnant and then getting married. Shotgun wedding. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's no pressure for it to happen now if you... Even if you want to get married and you fall pregnant by accident, then... There's no, you know, you can get married when you're ready. Yeah. It's more accepted, yeah, like, which is good. Yeah, exactly. Great like, thing. If you want to have a baby, then you have a baby. Also, if you don't want to have a baby, then you get pregnant, then you can just not have the baby if you decide. Yeah, yeah the wonders of medicine. Yeah. Um, another stat that I found was that the size of Australian families has become smaller with women having fewer children. Well, I guess, I don't know why that's, sorry, I copy and pasted this from the website. It says with women having fewer children in general, but I feel like that's kind of, uh, that's that's not the way it should be framed with i guess with people having fewer children in general um two children has become the most common family size and large families have become rarer and yeah only children and no children um that has been on the rise as a trend which i think makes sense because um yeah in my research it was it's not even my research i feel like just generally people are like the world is in crisis the cost of living is soaring having a kid is so expensive climate change is just like fucked like i just feel like a lot of people are like why would i want to bring a child into this world at the moment yeah the concept of massive families is insane like both my parents are from very large Mm. families and they both made a very conscious decision to have two children because of that yeah well i think back in the day it was like you had a lot of kids because you needed your kids for labor like or you're catholic Oh, that, that too. <laughs> yeah. But I feel, yeah, it's just so different these days. It's like you don't really have kids to use them as labor these days. And there's like so much contraception out there now that it's just large families aren't that common. It's just, 
so unaffordable to have so many kids. Well, kids are expensive. Yeah. Isn't I, it like a million dollars to have a child well, over their lifetime? that was the stats from like years ago and I would say that would be a oh. lot more now just with the cost of living increasing. Like, True. I feel like, yeah, kids are just expensive. Anyway, so yeah, I feel like... Also, I just feel like personal opinion. I feel like a lot of people our age... Like, I don't know any of our friends who are actively thinking about having kids anytime soon. Not that anyone's said anything. I mean, maybe they are, but haven't said anything. But I just feel like people are a lot more focused on their career in their 20s in this day and age. And, like, of course, there are a lot of people out there who are still having kids in their 20s, and that's fine. Um, but I just feel like it's much more common now for people to want to focus on their career. I do wonder if that is just our own sort of... Circle of friends. Circle of friends, mm. your own area. Like, we are in inner city Melbourne. True. Where I imagine the, you know, people will delay having birth, having births, giving births, and there's, like, more career focus. But I imagine if we went further out to the country or to a different country altogether, there would be a lot of people our age having babies. It would kind yeah. of be the norm. Well, I yeah, I actually think that all the people that I know who I went to high school with, not necessarily like in my year level, but like in high school with me, um, all the people who have had kids are still living in Alice Springs. So yeah. that is kind of like a common denominator. Like I don't know anyone who lives in a big city that had kids. Like I know one of them had a kid in Darwin and then has moved to a bigger city um, since then. But yeah, that, yeah, it tends to be the... Yeah, well, we're, you know, paying quite high rents in Mm. in inner city Melbourne. We don't really have particularly high earning careers, you know, being in like the creative industry and stuff. So it's not really the environment to have children. But say if you, I don't know, did the trade or something Mm. or maybe like worked from high school, you'd have that money. Maybe you own your own home. Yeah. Maybe you've been with your partner for a long time. I think it's it's quite circumstantial. That's just how I picture it. Definitely. I also feel like, yeah, you would just pretend... Like, obviously, it depends on your circumstance. I just feel like if you had a kid in your early 20s, if you'd gone to uni, for example, like, I guess if you'd been working since you finished high school, you might have the funds to fund the kid on your own. But if you'd had gone to uni and hadn't really, like, worked full-time for very long, you would definitely need the support of, like, your parents or your families. Yeah. Um, like, financially, you need them to help you. Unless, like, you had a... Like, you were having a baby with someone who had a really large income. But... I just, yeah, I feel like it's just financially so hard. Well, in the country as well, I imagine you might have a lot of family around you. Mm. The other thing with our circle of friends is that we all moved to Melbourne. So and Yeah, our families aren't here, true. Yeah, exactly. Like, I ideally wouldn't have a child without any support. Very true. Yeah. But yeah, I do find that now, being 24, it's kind of a weird shift. I think it's a bit less shocking when someone has a kid now. Like, when I was... <laughs> I don't know. I know a few people having kids now and getting married really? now. Yeah. I feel like if any of our friends were like, yeah, I'm pregnant, I would be shocked. <laughs> well, yeah, I can't imagine any of our friends being no. responsible for a human life. <laughs> <laughs> Savage. But also, I can't imagine myself being responsible for a human life. Yeah, no, I am part of Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not dissing anyone. But no, I feel like I... Yeah, I guess there's some people who... like not, No one that I'm really close to would be having a baby this time. And if they did, I feel like I would be shocked. Like, there's people that I know of. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, but it feels like now at 24, it's not totally crazy compared to Mm. every other year of my life. And it was like, oh my God, I can't believe she's pregnant. I can't believe she's pregnant. I can't believe she's pregnant. And all of a sudden it's, 
oh, actually, that's not that weird. Mm. It's a bit of a weird existential shift in thinking. Yeah. Of like, oh, shit, we're getting older. Yeah, I know, right? I know, I feel like at some point, it's just going to creep up on us, isn't it? Where, like, our close friends start getting pregnant and having babies. I don't know when that's going to happen, but it's going to happen eventually, right? Yeah, I think it's a social thing where sort of one person gets engaged, everyone gets engaged, one person has a baby, everyone has a baby. But I don't know when that is going to be. I hope it's not anytime soon. No, God, no. My own sake. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Terrifying. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, Rach, I guess, like, what are your personal thoughts and feelings about having kids at some point in your life? Well, coincidentally, after we picked doing this topic for this week, I got to hold a baby this oh, week. Oh, cute. So at work, this lady came in who I didn't know because I'm new, but she's on maternity leave, so everyone else kind of knew her. Mm. And she let everyone in the office hold her baby. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, I don't know you, but can I hold your baby? Or she kind of, <laughs> someone offered, yeah. and it was so lovely. It was a little baby girl, and... She looked, like, just like her mum. Like, the mum had blonde hair and big blue eyes and little baby had blonde hair and big blue eyes. And we were like, wow, you look so similar. And I got to hold her for a while, which was really nice. I didn't realise how much eye contact babies give you. Really? Yeah, I feel like it depends on the baby. Did it grab your finger? No, but she was really calm. She was pretty much just chilling and after, like, eight people held her. So that's good. It was really nice. Um, I've never held a baby. Really? Ever? Not as like in memory. Maybe Whoa. when I was like a little kid or something. So did you like it? Yeah. I love kids though. Yeah. I suppose those answers I've always wanted kids. Yeah, I was about to say, did it make you want to have one like soon? <laughs> oh god, not soon, no. Did but, you um, like feel like that maternal instinct coming out in you though? I think a lot of people did in the office. We were all, like <laughs> cooing and but yeah, no, I've always loved kids and I don't really have much experience with babies, but because my sister is seven years younger with me, I was always kind of around kids for a while and I, I'm pretty good with kids. I actually wanted to be a primary school teacher. It's sort of my Same. first career option. What the hell? <laughs> I think a lot of people do. Mm. And then you kind of like, just don't. <laughs> you know how hard teaching is, yeah. but no, I love kids. I... Yeah. Do you like have an idea in your mind of like when you want to have them or just kind of like you'll know when the time's right? Well, it's a bit tragic, but I do have a bit of a life plan. Yeah. I feel like everyone kind of does. For one second, Eric, we're going to be like, well, how's I could tell you? <laughs> going to be like, Rachel. We are and drinking wine, Ra- so oh, I hope not. Rachel announces her pregnancy live on our podcast. That would really get the, the, the views up, the listens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A bit of clickbait there. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I always kind of wanted to work overseas. Now I'm not too sure because I want to get a pet. I'm thinking about getting mm, a pet next year, by the way. Cool. So probably a cat. because That's dogs a very adult thing to do. <laughs> have a pet. Yeah. Yeah, for a baby. Yeah. But um, so I'm thinking about getting a pet. But if I have a pet, it'd be very hard to move overseas. Mm. So I'm kind of, and I really like, Australia, like Melbourne, I really like Australia. Mm. <laughs> anyway, so my sort of plan was like, I'd work overseas. I don't know. I'd come back. I'd get married buy a house and have a kid what ages is this this is like late 20s early Mm -hmm. 30s kind of like around 30 Mm. yeah what about you yeah i feel like so the way when i was thinking about this i was like damn i feel like i really went through like a i've gone through a bell curve in my life about how i feel about having kids like when i was like in my late teens people always be like especially my dad oh my god he'd be like you know when you have kids one day and i always be like i'm never having kids one day like i don't want to have kids rah 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 
And he always used to tell me, oh, you change your mind. And other adults, when I told him I didn't want to have kids, would be like, oh, you've changed your mind. Which I actually think is so problematic. Mm. Oh my God. I feel like in this day and age, for someone to tell you that you'll change your mind. And I feel like that only gets said to women, especially. Yeah. Like, you'll change your mind. Like, who the fuck is saying that to a man? Am I right? Like, if it's like, oh yeah, a man's like, I don't have kids. He'll be like, yeah, fair. Mm. So just like, it was really sexist for one. And I was just like, mad about that as my like angry little teenage self i was like fuck you guys I'm, i was like i was like literally i'm, fuck you, I'm not gonna have kids that spite you. everyone's saying this to me like literally <laughs> i'm so spiteful i'm like no screw you guys i'm not gonna have kids if you say that i'm gonna change my mind anyway and then i did change my mind now I, I don't even know when it happened but like in my like very early 20s like you know 20 onwards I was like, yeah, I do really want to have kids. I like, loved hanging around kids. Like, I worked I, in a primary school every time I went home like for the summer during uni and stuff. And love kids. Like, love babies. So cute. Like, I feel like I do have like quite that like, maternal instinct. But once again, maternal instinct, super sexist. I feel like nobody says that to a man if they're good with kids being like, oh, you know, be a good dad someday. I guess maybe that happens. Oh, uh, yeah. But I feel like it's more with women, you know? It's just more with women. I think... The problem with that is with women, it's expected to be good with kids. Yeah. It's just like there's no, if you are not interested in kids, you are some evil witch. Mm. But for a man to hold a baby and not look disgusted, mm. he is like, the god. oh my God, you're yeah. so good with kids. Aren't you perfect? Mm, they get put on a pedestal, yeah. Yeah, I think that's where it's problematic. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Anyway. So, yeah, I feel like I changed my mind in my early 20s. And I was always like, yeah, like, I probably have kids, like, you know, I'm like 26, 27, 28. And then just as I've gotten, like, older, like, this year, I'm like, oh, my God. I feel like last year I was like, yeah, I can have kids, like, you know, maybe when I'm, like, 30. And then this year I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I think the earliest I want to have kids is, like, 32. Because there's just so many things I want to do in my life before I get tied down by children. Not to say, like... Well, that's what everyone says. Everyone who's had kids has said... Travel before you have kids. Work yeah. overseas before you have kids. Like, I've talked to a lot of... Like, I work with a lot of people who have kids. Like, yeah. that's what they say. Yeah. And I know you can do it when you have kids. Because, like, my parents did it when they had kids. We moved overseas and all that kind of thing. And they worked overseas and everything. And I loved that as a kid, moving overseas. But I do think that, yeah, it's, like, makes it a lot harder. And it's just, like, obviously more expensive and things like that. So, yeah, I feel like my thing here has just changed because I'm like oh like there's so many things I want to do like work overseas and live overseas and travel lots before I have kids and I definitely want to have kids one day like 100% um but I feel like in my mind I'm like yeah I feel like in your mind I feel like for a lot of people in their mind they're like this is the age that I want to have kids and for some people you know they accidentally fall pregnant earlier than that and they just decide to go with it or for some people you know that like that date gets like that age gets pushed back and back and back and you know whatever like my mom never really wanted to have kids and she was 36 when she fell pregnant with me and i'm her oldest kid so, oh well, that yeah. makes me sound like an asshole for what they said no, earlier no, oh my god no i didn't think about it that way <laughs> <laughs> no i did not think about it like that at all um so then yeah she felt pregnant pregnant when she, when she was 26 but i was not planned at all. I was like a happy accident. And mum didn't really like had, she just never really thought about having kids and she just like lived her best life. Like she always just lives her best life. Still does, to be honest. Um, it's not like having kids like ruined her life or anything. And then she said she loved having kids when she had them, even though she didn't like particularly have a huge desire to have them. Um, so yeah, I just think it's interesting. Like, I feel like it's just kind of like when you get to that point in your life, yeah, I just, I just, I feel like at the moment I can't imagine getting to that point in my life where I'm like, yep, I want to have a baby now. So I feel like I'm just going to go with the flow. And then when I feel like I'm ready and I want to have kids, then that discussion can be had and then, you know, start trying. But 
also had this irrational fear that I'm fucking infertile or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like when you're in school and you're in sex ed, they're all like, oh, you know, you need to always wear protection because you might fall pregnant. But it, that's not the reality. It's very rare that you would have sex one time and become pregnant. Like, yeah, like it can happen. But it it's can not happen. Common, no. But they don't talk about the other side of that where you might be trying for months and months mm. and months and it's not working. Yeah. And you try IVF and it's not working. Yeah. And yeah, that, that's a really emotional journey mm. for a lot of people. 100%. And, yeah. And it's like really hard. And like some women just, they can't get pregnant and then that's a whole other thing in itself because there's women out there who desperately want to get pregnant and they can't and then I'm sure there's plenty of women out there who like don't want to have a baby and they actually get pregnant and they decide to get an abortion so it's just like yeah, yeah. it's just yeah the way that the world works I guess yeah that makes me so sad I think that's something if it happened to me I would just be distraught like mm. a, even a miscarriage or something yeah I feel like miscarriage is still like I feel like it's becoming more oh sorry less destigmatized in society but I still think it is quite stigmatized in the whole fact that, like, you know, people are like, oh, I can't announce my pregnancy until after my first trimester. Mm. And that's all based around the fact that it's more likely to have mis- miscarriage in the first semester, in your first trimester. This is something I've thought about when having kids. I'm like, I think that I, I don't think I'd do, like, a social media announcement about being pregnant until after my first trimester. But I would tell all my close friends and family, in per- like, personally. And then if I had a miscarriage, I think I would just be open and honest about it. Well, yeah, I suppose your friends would notice if you weren't drinking and True. things like that. <laughs> Not that you are uh, some alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, it sounds bad, right? But, yeah, I think that's something people sort of are aware of. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's a lot of... I think that's kind of one of the crises in your 20s or sort of earlier on is, like, becoming aware of infertility, sort of changing the narrative from don't have sex because you'll get pregnant to that it's a very likely thing and mm. may maybe I mean some people get their eggs tested in their twenties yeah. but but it affects a lot know. of women like yeah. these kind of, like infertility issues. Yeah. Well something that on the flip side of pregnancy that makes me not want to have kids is pregnancy itself. Yeah. Like just having your body completely wrecked and I'm not talking about gaining weight. Mm. Like that's not I don't care. But like having your organs not working and yeah what if you are throwing up every single day having to pee all the time i am so bad holding my pen i think when if and when i get pregnant i'm just gonna piss my pants so often i'm so bad at already holding my pee (laughs) and then every pregnant woman says like they just have to pee all the time i'm just definitely gonna piss myself all the time which makes me so scared (laughs) maybe you could wear those incontinence oh my god that's just an old lady thing though Childbirth also sounds mm. absolutely terrifying. Yeah, not a vibe. Being in the most amount of pain of your life for many hours. Mm. No, that sounds terrible. And then postnatal depression as well mm. sounds terrible. God, this is so grim. Well, <laughs> like it, all the things that can go wrong, but it's so true. Yeah, so that's something that deters me from having kids. I'm like, could I go through with mm. all that? But then everyone says, of course you will. Mm. So... Yeah, this is another quite vain thing, but a part of me wants to have kids so I can grow as a person. You know how people, when their parents are like, oh, you don't understand this until you're a parent and you you don't know, you learn so much and your whole world's changed. Like, I feel like I would be like a better writer and creative 
if I was a mother. Career move. Nice, Rach. <laughs> Is that insane? No, not at all. I feel like, you know, you got to be selfish in this life. So I feel like if you're like, yeah, it would improve my career. Hell yeah. My, I mean, not like career as in job, but as like, because I feel Inspiration. like... Inspiration. Yeah, mm. I feel like I don't understand enough about the world to be the best writer I could be right now. Yeah? But yeah. And so, so you think having a kid would help change that? Well, that's what everyone says, mm. that they are changed and they know so much more. Like, what are all these things I don't know? Well, I feel like it's just, like, with age, you just learn more and more. I feel like it just... That's true. You might learn that without having kids. Would you want to have a boy or a girl? Well, you don't care. Don't care. Yeah? Yeah, no, I don't care. I mean, like, so, like, I have two younger sisters, so it's, like, three girls. And I really like that dynamic. And so I feel like, statistically, because me and all my cousins are girls, they're probably... We're all gonna have boys, but you never know. Mm. But actually, just I never really thought about it to be honest. I don't really care. Like, I don't have like baby names picked out or anything. Like, I don't know. Well, you know about my baby names, right? No, have I not? Oh, there's this bit where my baby names are what are they? They're Solomon is the oldest, yeah, Fabio, which I'm a bit not set on anymore, Fabio and Telemachus. Yeah, this is everyone's reaction. It's not particularly Okay, I like the two supportive. first names. What, what's with the third name? Telemachus. He's Odysseus's son in the Odyssey. Oh, I just sounds like Telemarketer. <laughs> no, that's what everyone says. Oh, I'm sorry. But that's a bit of a meme. I don't... I don't mind Solomon. I really like Solomon, yeah. Oh, he's the king of the... King of something. He's mm. a, so you want to have three boys then? Well, I don't like Fabio. Oh. Fabio's being scrapped. And also, it's not like a classical name. Back to the drawing board. Yeah. <laughs> So you yeah. want you want to have boys or girls? Or you don't care. I mean, I don't care, but I I wouldn't mind boys because mm-hmm. I didn't like. I just had me and my sister. Yeah, I went to North girls' school. I've got no idea what boys are like. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Yeah, I guess I never really thought about it. Um, I feel like I thought about the fact that I think I want to have like three kids because me and my sisters were like a three, and I feel like that's a good amount. Really, no middle child syndrome. I'm the oldest. Yeah, but you know how there's a thing where the middle child gets left out. I don't care. Was your sister left out? Uh, left out of me and my youngest sister fighting like crazy all the time. Like, mm. is that if you can count that? <laughs> um, no, I I think it's fine. Is She's it? fine. She's the tallest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she got that on her side. There's a trend on TikTok about one and done. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. So it's people who have one kid. Mm. And that's it. They're kind of big advocates for that. I don't mind that because I was an only child for seven years and I loved it. Yeah, I don't really. I just feel like yeah. I just feel like your kid would be lonely. I just feel like you need like a little friend for them. Mm. Yeah, but then the attention was taken away from me. <laughs> I wasn't lonely because I had all my parents' attention. True. I don't know. I feel like I really liked having sisters because like they would play with me, whereas like my parents, you know, they obviously they like got less time for me because they've got their own shit going. Well, fair enough. But I feel like I loved playing with my sisters. Like we do like things together all the time. I feel like I wouldn't have liked it doing it by myself. I had imaginary friends. So oh! It's never lonely. <laughs> That's fine then. Any other thoughts about having kids? <laughs> I don't think so. I feel like everyone should just do what they want at their own pace and not feel pressured by society or by what the people around them are doing. Oh, I've got one. Would mm. you have a kid on your own? Hmm, I've never thought about it. Mm. Would you? I would like to say yes. But I don't know. I'm not. I honestly would say no. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm up for it. I think I'd like need the support. Mm. And I think my parents would annoy me too much to be the support people. Yeah. 
And I don't know anyone else in my life who would like, you know, would be willing to give up their life to come help me raise my child. Oh, you could have like a platonic parent relationship deal. Like I have a few like friends. Like a best friend or something. Yeah, I've had a few friends who've offered to be, if I they, if I ever need a surrogate, to be my surrogate and also to be like, you know, a constant, like they're like, I don't have kids, but I'll look after your kids. But I just feel like if you have a baby with someone, they're kind of like, most of, obviously this is not the case all the time, but they're kind of like forced to be like a part of the kid's life in some way or another, you know, and like help out. Yeah, well you can't dip in and out. Well, I mean, people people do. People do, but it's very selfish. Yeah. No, I honestly, I don't think I'm resilient enough to have a kid on my own because having a kid sounds really hard. And I'm not going to lie, I don't think I'm resilient enough to do something that hard on my own, which is like really, it sounds really sad, but I'm just being self-aware. Yeah, I'm probably not capable either, but I'd like to think that <laughs> yeah, I, don't I am. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like you'd do it if you had to, right? Yeah. Exactly. Like, I feel like anyone could do it if they had to, but I feel like I'd just prefer not to. You wouldn't choose to. You mean like if I got to a certain age and I was single and... Yeah, that's more what I meant. Mm. Like if you were... Because you know there is like a biological clock. Yeah. And you really wanted to have children, would you have like a sperm donor or something? Yeah. I don't know. I honestly never thought about it. I feel like I'd have to get to that point in my life to feel... Like see how I felt. Yeah. Mm. Well, don't have to do that right now. No, thank God. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of biological clocks, I feel like that's also an interesting concept, is like that people feel pressured by their biological clock. So that's why they start thinking about it like in their... I feel like this is why people start thinking about it in their 20s, because, like, you know, we're the, our most fertile, like, in our late teens, early 20s. Which is... Fucked up. Ridiculous. Yeah, this makes me pretty angry, this whole... Because it's the end of your fertility or whatever is, mm. the, for most women, the peak of their career. Like, women just can't win. No. Because you're not, like, you know, you're, you have to kind of work till you're about 30, 35 before you're in, like, a leadership position. Mm. And then that's sort of when people start having kids. So then you, what, drop back down that proverbial ladder. And men can just keep on climbing. They can have kids and they can have the exact same job mm. and, like, it just doesn't affect them. Yeah. It makes me pissed it's, off. It's bullshit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but I feel like, I feel like, Workplaces are slowly changing where, like, you know, parental leave is becoming more of a common thing, so, like, men taking time off. But women have to take time off to, for their bodies to recover. So I feel like that's just – it's, like, this biological thing that we can't control. And so, yeah, like, it's just – it is really unfair. Yeah, I don't know what the solution is, but I just wish there, was, wish there was a way to, like, even out the playing field. Maybe it is sort of having it be more acceptable – to have kids when in later in life and less pressure for 30 year olds but mm. because yeah in your 20s you're kind of like not really in that leadership position you're just bumming around so you've got no money you've got no like i don't know I, I don't know what i'm looking for but then you know sort of your 30s is when women have kids and they're at home and then it's usually like the husband who's mm. making all that money and like they're just not affected by it like i've worked with a lot of older men and women actually I was talking to him about this yesterday like it's just completely different how they have to approach work like when I like mothers I've worked with will often have to dip in and out of work to go pick up the kids from school Mm. or kids are sick or the daycare couldn't let them in like I don't see the dads rarely put that much care in I actually don't know how parents do it with that kind of thing like working their life around school drop-offs and pickups and sick kids like all that stuff it just seems so hard 
Yeah, it is. And it seems to be the mums just bear the brunt mm. of it, the working mums. Yeah, well, because I feel like even when I worked in a primary school, like, if a kid was sick, it was like, oh, okay, we'll call your mum to come get you. And it's like, well, why is the default calling the mum? Like, why is the default not, like, on record there's like, okay, this is the parent you should call. And it's not like, we'll say, in when I'm thinking about workplaces I'm at, it's not like the men are more busy than the women. No. It might be a man and woman who have the same mm. role. They're both uh, managers. They both have the same staff. But the one who's a woman and has kids has all this responsibility. And then the one who is the man has a wife at home who does everything. That's another thing I hate. This is, again, off topic. But, like, senior men, when they're like, we love working in the office. I'm like, of course you do, mm. because you don't have to look after your kids. It benefits you, yeah. You've got your wife who makes you lunch in the morning. You don't have to, like, listen to screaming children. You get to go hang out with your blokey co-workers mm. and go to the pub and, like, pretend you're working late. Like, women have so much stuff at home that working from home is actually, like, a godsend to kind of manage those two mm. worlds. Mm, that pisses me off. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with wanting kids. But... Yeah, but, like, it's just, like, these... No, but I feel like it does because it's, like, these things that women have to consider when they have kids is to be, like, well, I'm going to have to put my career on hold potentially and there's all these factors that are in the way that might stop me from climbing up the ladder that I want to climb up in my career and, yeah. Yeah, what's the maternity leave policy mm. of your company? Well, it's good the government has just brought in this um, new parental leave, 26 weeks of parental leave, but only if you split it between two parents, mm. which is good. I think that'll help solve the issues in some way or another hopefully yeah. yeah it's definitely improving yeah yeah probably a long way to go though probably um so we feel like this topic doesn't really have any like wrecks for how to deal with the issue it's just it's like neither of us have really read or like watched or listened to anything about like motherhood in your 20s or things like that or anything so We'll just move on to Rex about um, recommendations for things you can watch, listen, read to distract you from your quarter life crisis. Rach, what are your Rex for the week? So it's it's been a while since we've recorded. I think mm. it's been a couple of weeks. Really happy, yeah. So which is good because I had some more time <laughs> <laughs> to get some Rex out your sleeve. Yeah, so I've got a book and a movie. Mm. The book is Song of Achilles mm. by I want to say Madeline Miller, which the book was kind of like slow. But then the last, like, 20% was really good, which is interesting. I feel like books aren't really mm. about that. Have you read this? No. Well, it's about, um, like, ancient Greek mythology, mm. so Achilles. I've heard of it. It's basically fan fiction in a published <laughs> book, so that's why I really like it. Like Colleen Hoover vibes? Col- no. No. Stop right there. Colleen Hoover sucks. <laughs> Colleen Hoover is... I can't believe Colleen Hoover makes money off being published and there is wonderful fan fiction on the internet that is beautifully well written and makes no money. Anyway, just fuck Colleen Hoover. She's like, promotes abuse and like has the <laughs> shittest books. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, no Colleen Hoover. Okay. No Colleen Hoover, no Sally Rooney, okay. none of that. Okay. <laughs> this book is anyway, it's about like um like you know, the myth of like Achilles and Troy and if you're mm. into Greek history or anything. <laughs> um but yeah, it's got a romance in it, which I liked. And it was very like um very well researched in sort of Greek mythology and stuff, which I haven't I'm not really that into Greek mythology. But I know a little bit about it here and there, so it was good. Um and I read a book in school that was interestingly set after this book mm. in the sort of timeline of like Achilles and King Priam. Anyway, 
Yeah, recommend that. Yeah. The ending was quite good. Um, and then my movie is called Intergalactic on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So that is Kid Cuddy, the rapper. Oh. <laughs> made a movie. And it's really good. It's like, have you seen Spider-Verse? Oh, I loved Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah. it's like super similar, like the really sort of colourful, wacky animation, like out oh, of the animation, world. yeah. Yeah, so it's an animated mm. film, but it's again a romance, but it's like set in New York and I really, I really like animations and it's like a good story and it's like got cool songs and it's, it's just really cool. Like it's a really cool movie. Okay. Like, yeah, very similar. It's Spider-Verse if you were into that style of animation. Okay, cool. Maybe I'll check it out. That sounds good. Yeah. Nice. All right, what about you? My Rex for the Week, so I just finished this TV series and I'm so sad they're not making any more, but it's called The Split. So there's three seasons I just finished and holy crap, I cried so much in every season. It's so good. So the first three seasons are on Stan, the third season is on Ivy. Really annoying. Random. I don't know why they're split across the platforms. Gotta get it. Anyway, it's about divorce lawyers, which sounds really grim and not interesting, but it is. I'm so, got so invested in the characters. But then there's this like storyline in season three, which just crushed my soul, and I cried so much. And anyway, it's just such a good show. Would highly recommend. <laughs> I oh. I started watching because the Shameless Girls recommended yeah. it. So just like copying their rec but oh my god it's so good like it took me like a while to get into like i feel like season one i wasn't that invested and then season two i got really into it is it australian no british oh okay I weird it's british. on iview and love Stan. Bri- no a lot of british shows on iview i feel i don't know why Stan, but anyway Stan's australian huh. yeah i don't know anyway so good i just like australian people love british content you know because i wasn't gonna watch it because i thought it was australian and australian tv sucks no no it's british <laughs> and it's so good Anyway, highly recommend. Uh Um, Also, I would randomly recommend watching Cruella. I know it's, like, out ages ago, but I finally got around to watching it the other night because, like, I'm not really into Disney. I was, like, avoiding it. And then I watched it with my mom, and I was like, fuck, this is actually really good and, like, not Disney vibes at all. Um, It just had, like, Devil Wears Parada vibes, honestly. Is that with Emma Stone? Yeah. It came out ages ago. I know, but I just finally watched it on Disney+. Plus. Anyway, that would be my rec if you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it because I'm also not Disney vibes. (laughs) No, no, but it's not like really Disney vibes. It's just kind of like, yeah. Okay. Okay. Would recommend that. And sorry, third rec. There's a lot of recs this week. But listening to the podcast, the podcast called Beyond the Podcast, and they delve into like behind the scenes of podcasts. They interview like popular podcasters and stuff and like talk about the latest news in like the podcast and tech space and stuff and I don't know. I randomly, like, I just really like it. So I would recommend that as well. I'm going to try and suggest to one of our clients at work to do a podcast. <gasps> do it. So, what about? Well, they are a regional media group. Mm. So I won't go into it because it's really quite <laughs> dull. Fair. But I want to suggest that. So they want to, like, talk to marketers. And I want to suggest they do, like, a business podcast. Because I feel like business podcasts. Like, if you're saying that's about tech and yeah stuff that's sort of very popular at the moment actually i'm just gonna check i feel like i just said it was called beyond the podcast but it might be called behind the podcast mm. um also i think we should wrap this up because i this wine's gone right through me and i really gotta pee so <laughs> ruby and her pee about to wet myself <laughs> all right we'll see you guys in the next step bye bye
We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land of which we have recorded this podcast on today, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We want to pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge that this always was and it always will be Aboriginal land. Sovereignty was never ceded.